I often wonder what it must have felt like for a young woman in the 1950s to come to New York to become a composer. A descendant of Polish emigrants, Lucia Długoszewski moved to New York from Detroit in 1949. Strangely enough, for a composer who was always interested in creating an egoless and emotionless sound possibilities, already at the beginning of her career, her future music education became a battlefield for male composers' egos. And she recalled it as the first composition lesson she received in New York. When she approached John Cage to show him her music and ask for private lessons, he immediately asked her who else was she having in mind to become her tutor. She said, Edgar Varese. And then she visited Edgar Varese, who asked her the same question, to which she answered, John Cage. When John Cage heard her answer, he replied, Oh, you're not going to see Edgar Varese. All he does is write wrong notes. And when Edgar Varese heard her saying John Cage, he said, You are not going to see John Cage. He has no form. As a young woman who was already very philosophically inclined and independent, she thought, These are masters. And if one master fights another master, what does it mean? And while she was having her own reservations about both composers' creative methods, she saw Cage chance operations as being philosophically flawed and was equally uninterested in Varese's approach to electronic music because she preferred live and instrumental music, the spontaneity of it, and above all, the possibility of aliveness and immediacy between musicians and the audience. She still chose Edgar Varese, whose music she never heard before. She said that he didn't teach in a traditional sense, but instead instructed her to teach herself. And they developed a close relationship in which they communicated through a dialogue. So, in a way, Varese accepted her strong wish not to follow other composers, or worse, avant-garde masters. But this attitude, this rejection to follow others, also closed her way to a serious concert world, she said. Cage was not happy he couldn't exercise his influence on her composition. Even though he admired her music and ideas, and even defended it before Morton Feldman, who tried very hard to belittle her work in his eyes. I was not recognized by the official music community, said Długoszewski. This slightly changed after 1965 after American composer and critic Virgil Thompson started actively supporting her music. But even then, her music was subjected to male composers' opinions, wishes and taste. In the mid-1970s, she received a prestigious commission from Pierre Boulez for the new concert series at the New York Philharmonic called Prospective Encounters. She wrote a concerto for trumpet and 17 instruments, Abbeys and Caris for a trumpet player, Gerard Schwartz. When Boulez received the piece, it was not very much towards his liking and he asked her to shorten it considerably. Almost like, too many notes, dear Mozart, too many notes. A response that Kaiser Joseph II supposedly gave Mozart after hearing his opera. But the chance for Lucia Dugoszewski to reply, just as many as necessary, your majesty, was long overdue and made possible only in 1976 when Gunther Schuller the owner of the music publishing company Margan Music organized a concert with Abbeys and Caris in its initial original version 
without Beyoncé's cats. Thank you.